1: We magnify you, Lord Jesus, Hallelujah. Lord, let your power and your presence, let your anointing, just fall in this place. And those who are watching, Lord, online wherever they at, whether it's right now or later. Lord, let them feel your presence right now, as we do, and we declare that you are the Great I Am. There's no other name above your name. There's no one higher than you. We worship you, God Almighty. The mountains, they bow down before you. As we declare the demons, they have to run and flee at the name of Jesus. We come against every stronghold that's trying to attack families in, in this church. Uh, and every stronghold that's trying to attack this church, uh, we come against that and in the name of Jesus. We bring them down in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's why we need a, a fresh anointing today. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, praise team, for leading us in worship today. God is so good. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hope you were able to get a, an outline and ready to receive from the word of the Lord today. The title this message, and again, the beginning of this year, we've been talking about renewing and the Lord's just given us this theme to carry on, to hold on to, to grow in. And then along with that renewing, the last few weeks, the Lord's really put on my heart to focus on His anointing. And we've been talking about that, and I want to bring to you another message today with renewing and anointing together. Renewing for a fresh anointing. Someone say that with me. Renewing for a fresh anointing. How, would, how many wants a fresh anointing? anointing not something stale or or something left over i'm ready for a fresh anointing this morning so as we get into this let's go ahead and grab our bibles let's be ready to receive what god has for us can we say it together i believe this is the word of god i believe it's fully the word of god in both the old testament and the new testament i'm ready to receive from god's word today i'm alert I'm listening, and I'm hungry. Lord, open my ears to hear and my heart to receive. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, hallelujah. I put this out last week and just wanted to go ahead and throw it out there again this morning when we're talking about anointing. It's God's pouring out power, uh, his pouring out power on us. I'm ready to receive from him today. I'm ready for you to receive what the Lord has for in store for you. His, his anointing is fresh, just like his mercies are new every morning. I believe his, there's a fresh anointing that can come in our lives for the moment that we're in every day. There's people that, that we need to pray for this morning. I, I want to pause right now and pray for Brother uh, Carlos Melendez. He's in the, in the hospital in Munster. Um, we went Friday to, to visit with him, and they were hoping to get him in in surgery on Friday, and it didn't happen. So we're hoping that it'll be tomorrow. Um, They're going to put a rod in the back of his neck trying to relieve this tension um, that's pinching uh, his uh, nerve. He's not able to move his legs right now. He's having trouble with his arms. But we need to lift him up spiritually and physically. Let's just do that right now. Heavenly Father, we lift up Brother Carlos to you. Lord, I, I pray that you'll move in His body right now to bring that healing touch. I know surgery is scheduled, but you're able to divinely operate on him right now to give him strength. And if he has to go through the surgery, we pray for your hands to guide the surgeon's hands and and, and be there and give them compassion to as a minister to him. And we pray that this will be a successful surgery. Uh, we pray for Millie, Lord, to just to give her strength and, and and give her peace during this time. Lord, we also lift up a, a Sister Elizabeth. Today who's gone through a procedure last week. She's still recovering from that. And, and we give, we pray for strength in her body, full recovery, Lord, and, and, and take away this pain. And Lord, there's others in this room. We just pause right now because, Lord, you're the healing God. And we believe in your healing touch. And you're able to pour out your spirit and your anointing fresh and anew this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. One of the messages we talked about earlier this uh, this year was renewing our, our faith in the providence of God. How many members uh, talking about the providence of God? And, and God orchestrates our our steps, and He uh, and He guides us. And, and so things don't happen by accident. Uh, now on uh, Friday when I went to uh, visit Brother Carlos, uh, I haven't been to his room yet. And, uh, and so I got his room number. But uh, I was on my way there, and I had to make a, a quick stop. And I was wondering about the timing and everything. How many knows that God can orchestrate the right timing? And so just as I was getting ready to get on the elevator, here comes Millie around the corner. That You can't plan that any better. So we were able to, to go into the room together to, to minister to uh, Brother Carlos. I, I, some might well think, well, that's just a coincidence. No, it's not. God does things like that to, to show us that he cares. And, and then not so much for my, uh, on my sake, it, it's also for her to realize somebody was there and, and not to miss to someone coming to care, but just at the right time to go in together and he saw us able to minister to him and and that he was was encouraged that that day. Just continue to pray for him. I just let you know God is in control. God has a plan, and he'll direct our steps if we'll listen to him. Amen? And he'll guide us. So never get uh, distracted or confused when something doesn't seem to be going right. God has a plan. It's the enemy trying to work, but if we just be patient and listen to God, he'll bring us through. Amen? Amen. Amen. I want to get into this message uh, of uh, renewing for a fresh anointing, we're going to go to the book of Luke and stay in just a few verses there today. And I'm going to give you just a, a few thoughts on this a fresh anointing for, and you'll be able to fill in the blanks after that. This first one, and and I and I, I have it here. The the crux of the message is going to come in just a moment, uh, but I, I don't want to dis. Continue these verses because they're a part of the context of of what was happening A lot of times we go to a, a verse and and you'll see that in a minute What we'll be talking about new wine skins and things like that and a lot of people just focus on that But if you read the passage this these verses right here 33 34 and 35 are connected. Jesus is saying this at the same time And so sometimes we miss one for the other I won't say long in this but I want you not to miss the context of what is happening here These are the words of Christ, they uh, they were speaking to him. Then the disciples said to him, why do the disciples of John fast often and make prayers and likewise those of the Pharisees, but yours eat and drink? Again, I want you to write this in, a fresh anointing for fasting. And I want you to get the context here, verse 34. Now these are the words of Jesus. And he said to them, can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is With them. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, then they will fast in those days. Now you remember when Jesus is talking, he's he's prophesying about what's going to happen. He's foretelling he's going to be taken away. And they're talking about his disciples. And and so in this context here, uh, Jesus is saying it's okay for my disciples uh, not to do all the rituals or the things that you guys were already doing and already holding on to. He's about to go somewhere about the idea of change, but changing the right mindset and doing it for the right reasons. He says you guys are stuck in this system. I gave you this system. Them, but you're missing some points because you're, you, you just got your eyes focused on just keeping certain things, and it's not a heart thing. Remember what God said about, we, we use it so many times, above all else, guard your heart. Because out of it flows the abundance of life. We've got to understand it's a heart issue of why we do everything that we do. It's not just a, a ritual. It's got to be from our heart, but your heart's got to be led by the Word of God. You can't just make up something like, well, my heart tells me this. Well, if it's not backed up by the Word, you're listening to emotions, not your heart. You're listening to uh, your thinking. Maybe it would be rational or irrational, but it's got to line up with the Word of God. And Jesus is the Word, right? And he says, I'm going to bring to you a new covenant. So he's given this this thought. They're with me. They're learning from me. They're following me. They're seeing me perform miracles. They're doing all this thing, and they're, they're being connected to me because I'm going to send them out in this world. And he uses this illustration, which is a little bit foreign to us because we, didn't, we don't have the big uh, parties for the wedding like they did. We don't do weddings like they did in the New Testament. I don't have time to unpack uh, New Testament setting uh, weddings, but our settings is a little bit different. And so what Jesus is saying, while the bridegroom is here, the the bridegroom's uh, the groomsmen, they're not they're not hey, they're not going to be fasting when they're supposed to be having uh, time with the with the groom. They're they're not going to just be giving up things when they're when they're still with him. There's going to be time for that after the the wedding. Then they can go back in honor these things. And Jesus is saying, I'm going to go away. My disciples then will find times of fasting. They're going to need it in their life. Uh, they're going to need it for the strength. And and I'm setting an example. Jesus would get away. And, and fast and, and even said to the disciples there's some things that that only happen through prayer and fasting so jesus said that, that they didn't fast at all but it, when he was being questioned about why they're not doing it right now at this moment when we're all doing it jesus said they're learning from me so don't miss what's happening here because this uh, there is going to be an anointing for fasting there needs to be a time for fasting he says but when the when it comes do it but in the moment it's not, you need to be ready to receive and, and, and take in the presence of the Lord and, and the fellowship with Him. Okay, verse 36. Then we're going to kind of change a little bit of gears. and that, that, I didn't want to over go too fast through those verses, but they are a part of this passage. And Jesus saying, they're going to have the time with me right now, but they're going to be prepared for the time after I leave. He's giving them these thoughts about having a, an open mind, not to the culture, okay? we got to be careful to have open minds. Open minds can get you in trouble. You, know, you ever had someone like, just be open-minded about this? Sometimes there's a warning there you got you know it's like I don't know about that. There's other times you got to be open minded because it's not a spiritual thing. Uh, it, it, it's just a it, it's just something that's happening, but there's times when it's about spiritual things, you've got to be closed minded to allow the things of the culture to enter in. We don't want to open our, our our thoughts to anything that is not already said in the word of God. We've got to be very careful for what people are saying in these last days, there's going to be false prophets. And you, got, you can't have an open mind to words that don't line up with the Word of God. It doesn't line up with the character of God. So be careful about this. But he, Jesus is saying, I'm about to bring you some, some revelation of what, what's happening. He's the Messiah, right? But they're missing it. He says, I'm going to have to give a different mindset for, for some of you to, to see what, what's going on here. He says he spoke this parable. No one puts a piece from a new garment on an old one. Otherwise the new makes a tear, and also the piece that was taken out of the new does not match the old. Now write this down. Uh, there's a fresh anointing for spiritual formation. For spiritual formation. Okay? And we're gonna break that down in just a moment. But look at this this parable again. We're in a day that when you buy your clothes, they're already pre-shrunk, right? Uh, they're supposed to be, you know, then they shrink up a little bit more. But the, it's not like brand-new cloth that, uh, that doesn't have any flexibility. It's, it's, and so we get some clothes that's gone through some things to get it some uh, wearability, some flexibility. But then when they, built their, when they made their garments, it was, it was new. It didn't have that shrinkability yet. And so he's giving this picture. You're not going to tear something from a new garment. To try to patch an old garment because it's not going to help the old garment. Because when you go to wash it for the first time and it shrinks and the other garments that's already been worn and and it's already uh, has this this flexibility, it's going to, to rip even more. So, so you, don't, you don't patch that. And again, this may be a little bit out of our understanding because we don't usually, I don't patch anything anymore. I just throw it away and buy something else, right? And, and, uh, but, and I'm hoping that it doesn't shrink. And so when we break down these perils, we've got to have a little bit of understanding of what's going on. But it's not just a, the picture of what happened. He's trying to give a picture of what to look for, what to be ready for. He says, you're, you're in this older Thinking. You can't just throw on new thinking if you're not ready. This newness has to be, and it goes through the process, okay? Everybody say process. We've got to be able to be open for the process of, of God moving in us, stretching us, and, and making us flexible for what he wants to do in our lives. And, and he's given this picture that if, you're not, if, it doesn't, if it's not flexible and you try to attach it to the old, it, it's going to rip. We've got to be ready for the, for the new, but it's got to go through a process. Let me help you out with this again. This idea of spiritual formation, I want to have this fresh anointing. How many wants to grow in the Lord? And this is what spiritual formation, and it doesn't stop at salvation. It's it's our walk of continual growing. Let me give you a couple uh, of uh, definitions from from a man named Dave Early. He says, put it simply, spiritual formation is a process of being changed to be more like Jesus. How many wants to be changed to be more like Jesus? So think about the the cloth again. Our, Our old ways. We, we've, been, we've been torn, and we've been, we've been through, a, through a lot. If you just try to slap something new on us, it's, it's, going to, it's going to rip. And what Jesus is saying, I've got something new for you. And this new is going to, though, it's not going to be damaging to you. It's not going to be the, a picture like this, this new cloth that's just going to be damaging. He's going to give another parable, another illustration here in just a moment. And it's going to be powerful. Just hold on. He Says I'm not going to damage you. He understands where you've come through. He, he understands your your brokenness. He, he's understanding what you've been, how you've been worn out in different things of this life. But he wants to do something fresh in our lives. How many wants? How many believes that God wants to do something fresh? But he's not going to do something that harms us. He's going to bring us through. So in this anointing that we need for spiritual formation, we got to realize simply it's being changed to be more like Jesus. Our old man is not like Jesus. The old person that we are, the old flesh, is not like Christ. Even though we've been made in the image of God, there needs to be a transformation in our spirit and our soul to, to be connected to be what God wants us to be. So this, was a, this simply put, spiritual formation is this process. Again, that word, process. How many is going through process right now? I'm still going through process. We purposely didn't finish the building this week. It's in process. I wanted you to see it undone so you'll realize it's going through a process. And and, as much as you get done, there's always something else to do. Amy has a home that you still got projects that are in process. You're hoping it to get complete, but I want to let you know this. We're going to try to get all this done, but we're going to be in process until we get to heaven. We're going to continue to be growing in Him. But as you grow more, less needs to be done, Right? There's little things that, that you can tidy up. But at the beginning, there's a lot of process, and a lot of change in our life. And we've got to be ready. Let's look at another uh, more in-depth definition of the spiritual formation. Express more fully, spiritual formation is an ongoing gradual process of glorious transformation into the image of Jesus by the Spirit of God that is available to every believer as a result of honestly and intentionally seeking the face of God. You, you, you catching all that? We've, it's a gradual process. It's an ongoing process that we we'll may be transforming more to the image of Jesus Christ It's through the Spirit of God. He's working on us. And it's available to every believer. That's important for us to hear. If you're watching online, it's important you hear that God wants you to grow. Part of our our, our vision statement around here of of grace, growing, receiving, answering, committing, evangelizing, right? Growing that first one. We're we're never going to stop in that process of growing. But here it is. We have to be honest that I need to grow and we need to be intentional about seeking the face of God. You're not going to accidentally grow spiritually. You may accidentally grow physically if you don't pay attention and you just keep taking things in, but you're not going to accidentally grow spiritually unless you're intentional about eating on the word of God, listening to the word of God, pursuing him with all that you have. So don't get scared about the word spiritual formation. We're going through that process. Here's the goal of spiritual formation. It is, a, it is transformation is becoming more like Jesus. Here's this. If you are not growing, or if you're not changing and growing, you're not experiencing spiritual formation. This is a process of change. Paul refers to it as a glorious transformation, and you can look at it, 2 Corinthians uh, another time. i preached a message on that. So here's the, the key here. If we're not changing and growing, we're not experiencing spiritual formation. We've got to keep and, and this doesn't mean that we're just changing our minds about everything. No, it means that we're changing our behaviors. We're, we're changing maybe our mindset about certain things that, that, that used to get under our skin. And like, you know what, I need to just let God deal with that. We've got to, have a, we've got to be changing that our reaction is better because we're not reacting, but we're responding. We, we've talked about that before. I, I want the presence of the Lord. I want the Spirit of God moving in me and bringing change, helping me grow, that, that it's, it's evident to others you, you've changed in a good way, right? And, and we've got to be careful when we, uh, that, when we hear that said about us. That we don't take it the wrong way. I, I've had that happen before. Someone's trying to give me a compliment, and they're like, you, I, you, you're preaching better. I'm like, what, what? Does that mean I didn't preach good before? I didn't. I don't. They're trying to say one good thing, and I'm, you're taking it, and that's negative talk. If, if you were married, you were here last night, you heard some things about negative talk. About 70% of our internal thoughts are negative. We've got to correct that. Not to puff yourself up, but you got to know who you are in Jesus Christ. So when you hear a compliment that you don't take it the wrong way and think that something was bad before. Help us grow, Lord, in you. So I want to move into the the last part of this, this passage. I need a fresh anointing for a refilling of spiritual life. That may catch you off guard for a second, but Let me walk through this passage, and we'll see what this means. I want a fresh anointing for a refilling of spiritual life. How many have things in your home that you have to refill? There's a special bottle of olive oil on my kitchen counter. It's infused with habanero peppers. It's hot. It's good. I got it last March. I remember being away and, and getting that. And it's it's about half full now. I've used half of it. I'm gonna keep it. But I know there's gonna be a day I'm gonna have to get another or refill that one. It, it, it's not gonna last forever. I mean, knows that the anointing that the Lord pours in our life? It needs to be fresh in our life. If you never come back to church ever again or hear another message for the next 10 or 15 years and and, but you still love the Lord, you're going to go to heaven, but you, you need the strength of the Lord to help you every day. You need a fresh word. A fresh word is not a new word. So Sometimes we get those confused. That new is got to be something different. Fresh is reviving us to what you're saying right now and helping me move forward. So look at this passage that you've probably heard so many times before, and I hope I do a good job of unpacking it. But I need a fresh anointing for a refilling of spiritual life, and this is where it comes from. Luke chapter 5, verse 37. Jesus is saying this, and no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Now again, in our culture, we're, we're not packing wineskins, and, and they're, it's a leather-type bottle uh, uh, that you know, they would put wine in, and we don't, we're not dealing with that. So we have to have an understanding of what this means. So it's a, it's a leather thing, and and if, if white skins, the leather, it would dry up, and get brittle. And, and if you read this, he says, or else the new wine will burst the wineskin, because the, the chemical reaction of putting the new wine in this wineskin, there would be gases that would form, and it would it would actually blow up the bottle. It would cause a, a break, and it would seep out, and it would waste, it'd be spilled. The, the wineskin would even be ruined. So you you don't put new wine in an old wineskin verse 38 but new wine must be put into new wineskins and both are preserved now I'm gonna break this down because in our translation we use the word new both times but I want to submit that the second word new is not really the best choice of the word fresh is gonna be better let me show you this not to give you a bunch of Greek but there's two words used in this verse for new the first one means new go to the next slide if you will the first one uh, that means new it's more of respect to age it's recently born young youthful that's word uh, is neos the second word that was used for new in that same one has a respective form and here's some of the definite recently made fresh recent or unused unworn It's, it's not in the idea of brand new as of age like it was just created but it's, it's a fresh, it's renewed. So here's the process. Let me look at this. The phrase new wine in the, in the Greek word actually means something that is brand new, that first one. However, the second one is referring to something that has been renewed or made fresh. And would you see that again? It was made new or fresh. Everyone say fresh. fresh. Okay, you ready to figure see how this works? Okay, this is how they would do it. They would take the old wineskin. And this is how they would make it fresh. They would take the old dried up wineskin and they would submerge it under water for a while. Anybody been water baptized? <laughs> I mean when you got saved, got a new body. Still the same flesh as before, but it was tainted by this world. it was, it was brittle. I wanted the freshness of God, but I knew that there needed to be something changed because the Spirit of God needed to cleanse me and needed to fix me because if I stayed in the same way I was using my body before, the glory of God couldn't resolve there, or couldn't stay there, or couldn't remain there because I was tainted. I was unsanctified. I was dirty and unclean, and I needed a refreshing. And God wasn't going to give me a new body in the sense of, of repairing but because i'm still in the same physical body that i was but he wanted me to know that i'm the temp that he's i'm the temple of the holy spirit there going to be a change in the washing and so they took me underwater anybody been water baptized and there's a refreshing in that listen they they, they, they take this skin, they they put it in there to, to start making it flexible we go through a process where the we know that we want the the fresh wine of god the life of god right But I need to go through a process. And that's why we have an importance on water baptism because it is a symbolizing to others, I've been changed. But there's a refreshing in the person who's being water baptized. It's becoming reality to them that I've really been changed. God begins to move in a a special way in that person who has an understanding of what's going on. The old man's being buried. The new man's coming up. I'm still walking in the same body, but there's something in me that wasn't in me before. It's the Spirit of God that makes me alive and gives me joy and gives me life. So they take it and submerge it. Then they would bring the wineskin out of the water and they would start to rub olive oil on the wineskin. How many of these an anointing this morning? They would start rubbing this olive oil. As it became flexible, now they're going to put some strength. It's going to give it a, a, a shine back. It's going to give it more life. It's going to fill in the cracks that were, that were being formed there. And God is working in the process. And we need an anointing in our life right now. I don't want to be dried up and, and old where I can't receive the freshness and the newness of God. I, can't, I, I don't want to be dried up, but I want to be fresh. So I've got to go through the process. Lord, rub your oil on me again. Uh, Let your anointing flow on me again. Uh, I need anointing today. The one from yesterday is is drying up. I need something fresh. Uh, Does anyone need something fresh this morning? Let the olive oil on the wineskin. They would repeat this process until the wineskin was soft and flexible. This was the way of making a new or renewed or fresh wineskin. Sometimes we think, oh, they just threw out the old wineskin. God doesn't want to throw you out. He's created you. He's formed you. Sin has tainted us and marred us, but Jesus is the one who restores us and renews us and refreshes us through the power of the Holy Spirit, but we've got to be willing and able to go through the process saying, God, you're still working on me. I want you to wash me again clean every day. I want it to, the oil, the anointing to flow in my life. I want it to be poured over me. I want your anointing overflowing in my life so I can be pliable, I can be flexible. Because if I'm not flexible, it's like the picture of the older garment having a new a new patch put on and it rips everything i want to let you know in this day that we're in as we're getting closer to the to the rapture closer to the end time there there's a lot of things that's changing in our culture don't let that new don't let that stuff get a hold of you but i also want to let you know this message that we're preaching is not going to change jesus christ is still the center of everything that we do but the methods may look a little bit different. Uh, the songs may be a little bit different, but the songs are still going to point to Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, the, the the buildings may look a little bit different. Uh, and you know when they build new buildings today, I thank God for the, our older structures, uh, but uh, when they build new buildings, they have a new concept of how they want to do it. How they want to uh, design this and design that. Uh, now, you know back in the day when they ha- uh, when they built this building, there wasn't anything called internet, right? They didn't think about running cables for cameras and TVs. But guess what? You build a new structure, what do they do? That's all built in, right, ahead of time because things have changed. Did the message change? The message didn't change, but things around us has changed. And so if we're not flexible, someone say, if I'm not flexible, I'm going to break. I'm going to get upset. I'm going to let the enemy get get a foothold in my life over something that's not even spiritual. Lord, help my eyes stay on you. Don't let me get bent out of shape on something that's not spiritual. Because if I get, if I get brittle and if I get hard, and he wants to pour something fresh and new in me, I can't receive it because I've got my mind made up ahead of time. Lord, help us. He's not done with this, this passage. Look at the next verse. I need a fresh anointing for change for a new season. Say it with me. I need a fresh new for change for a new season. Here's what's interesting. This same story about the wineskins is also found in the other two Gospels of the Synoptic Gospels. You'll see it in Matthew chapter 9. You'll see it in Mark chapter 2. But those two writers did not record this verse. I still believe that Jesus said this, okay? Or it would have made, made a Bible. But here's what he said. And no one... Having drunk old wine immediately desires new, for he says the old is better. You've got to look how you read the verse. Because some will say, well, that, the old is better. How many sees that right there? The old is better. But no, well, here's what he's saying. No one who has drunk the old wine immediately desires something different. Because they're already accustomed to what the other was. They're not open to what the new will be because they like the old was good enough the old was good enough but the lord has something fresh and new he's not changing his word he's not changing his word he's the same yesterday today and forever but he has fresh anointing someone say fresh, fresh. This, this word new here is the same word that was used in the other verse for for fresh new. He desires this new. The old may be good, but God has something fresh. I want you to get the hold of that. God has something fresh for us. So let's do the Bible. You ready? This week read Luke chapter 5. Especially hone in on verse 37 and 38. You may read that whole context again. And also look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 21. Let's pray this. I'll I'll read it for you so you can fill in the blanks. Lord, prepare me for the new wine, which represents the fullness of spiritual life in you. I desire a fresh anointing. I humbly seek a revival of reconciliation for myself my family, and my church. I'll let you take a moment and write that down, and we're going to read it together. Lord, help us in this closing of this time here. Say it with me. Lord, prepare me for the new wine which represents the fullness of spiritual life in you. I desire a fresh anointing I humbly seek a revival of reconciliation for myself, my family, and my church. I didn't put this on your sheet. You may want to write this on the back. The next slide here, you'll see the word fresh. Everybody say fresh. fresh. I grabbed a, an acrostic I used for many years ago, stayed in my mind. I wanted to include it in this message here. Are you ready? For revival, everyone seeking humbly. Say it with me. For revival, everyone seeking humbly. I know some of you are writing things down, so I'll give you a moment. I don't want to go too fast. For revival, everyone seeking humbly. I want, I want fresh. Help us. Here's the passage. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting in verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in, is in Christ, he is a new. Here's, here's where the word was again. Let me go ahead and pause. I know someone probably won't fact check me. The last verse I said, that was the same word. It wasn't. It was the original word that was used of the old. This is where the, new word, the same word is used as, as fresh. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new, crea- he is a fresh creation. He's new. Again, not a different body but renewed inside to be able to receive something of the Lord. He's done a work. He's made us a new creation, a fresh creation to to be able to be filled by the new life, the wine, the presence of the Lord. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself, through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. The process that you went through, you can go and get beside some old leather cracked up person and say, you see the new me? You see I'm full of life. I'm full of the the wine of the spirit of God. I'm full of, of, of good things. You're not ready to receive it yet. You need to go through a process, but you can have what I have. They, they may be, I, I want what you have. I, I want that newness. I want that excitement. Well, you've got to go through a process. And the beginning of that process is saying, Jesus, I need you in my life, and I want you to do a transformation. See, sometimes we don't go in enough with people. We're, we're, we're afraid to tell them what it's really all about. It's about change. It's about changing from the old to the new. We just want to try to, hopefully, like, if we can just get them to confess, maybe the Holy Spirit will help them with all the rest of the stuff. We need to let them know God wants to bring a change to your life so you can be filled with the right stuff. Right now, you're filled with the wrong things. It makes you bitter. It makes you angry. It makes you tired. It makes you sick. But God wants to give you a life that makes you whole and makes you joyful and makes you complete and makes you worth something to other people because you now have a ministry of reconciling others to Jesus Christ he's given us this ministry verse 19 that is that god was in christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them as committed to us to the word of reconciliation listen to the last phrase he has committed to us the word of reconciliation look at this 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 phrase is committed it sounds like it's the, me- another translation uses, committed to us the message of reconciliation. It sounds like he's committed us to the mission of reconciliation. So what's our mission? To connect people to God. That's our mission. It's the message of reconciliation, to be reconciled with God. So they can be transformed to have the infilling of the Spirit of God in their life. To have life full and abundant. Ready to be poured out. See, that's why we need a a refreshing. So we can have a refilling. And when I'm talking about refilling, it's just the newness of, of God's Spirit. Refilling me every day. Because I want to be poured out. I want what's in me to be poured out to be used to to touch others for the ministry of reconciliation. I I don't want it just to stay inside of me and, and, and shut up and become stagnant and stale. I want it to be fresh. And as it's being poured out, I don't want to be emptied where I'm just empty again. I need to be refilled. I didn't even want the, the anointing fresh in my life. So every time I come together with you and, and every time you're with someone else in a, in a small group a Bible study or, or just one-on-one that you're able to pour out to them life. I'm tired of being discouraged by everything in this world. I want to be encouraged. If you want to just get bad news, just keep watching the news all the time and don't think about anything else. You'll get discouraged. But when we replace discouragement with encouragement of his word, I know that he's going to come back again. I know some terrible things are going to happen in the end times, but my eyes are on Jesus because I realize He's going to bring me out of this. He's going to bring us through this, and we're going to be with Him for eternity. But I need to be full of joy. I need to be full of the love of Jesus Christ. I need to be full of the Spirit of God. When we're full of His anointing. It doesn't matter the circumstances that we're going through. They may be hard, but we know that we have hope in Him. That's what the enemy wants to steal and take away. The Lord wants to give us freshness. As our praise team comes back this morning, I want to have a spirit of gratitude. I'm thankful for what he's done in my life and what he's doing in your lives, what he's doing in our church for us to be able to get the message out to others. As you stand to your feet this morning, if you're able to, Lord, we desire a fresh anointing, a fresh pouring out of your Spirit on us today. We worship you, Jesus. I just want to be sensitive to Him today. Last week, we anointed prayer cloths with anointing oil. I hope when you saw the handkerchief you had this week that you remembered what god has done and what he's doing there's a freshness i believe the lord wants to refresh us here in this this season of renewing i mean He agrees with me on that he's ready to pour out a, a a renewing a freshness Let me just tell you this. We can do all we can cosmetically. We can freshen up paint. We can freshen up floors. And it can look, it can feel fresh. I'm using that word a lot intentionally. It can feel. But that doesn't replace the refreshing of the Spirit. Because we can hear stories of times past where the Spirit of God was poured out where they were meeting in log cabins on wooden benches with no air and coal burning fire pit in the side it doesn't matter the building it doesn't matter the, the, the surroundings it matters our heart being poured out to Him we have to have a, a grateful heart and out of our gratitude we should be shouting to the Lord how much we love Him How grateful we are for his mercies that are new every morning. Grateful for the word of God that is alive. Grateful that we have the word of God available to us you know there's people around this world that don't even have a bible because it's illegal in their country and so some of them have some pages some of them try to write it down when they hear it and and some of them hide it because the word of god is not free we have it freely here let's don't miss let's don't take for granted that let's 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 take it for granted what i'm trying to say let's use it to grow in him help us lord jesus so this morning i just Again, if you need a special need to pray for, I'll pray with you. But I just want us to respond to the Word. And I just want His anointing to flow. If you just want a fresh anointing, I just ask you to come. If you have to sit on the front row, that's fine. But just find a place. Let the Spirit of God just pour out His fresh anointing. And when we get to the part of this song, Come on my soul. Come on, my soul. Go ahead. Shout to the Lord this morning. Will you come?
0: is all that I-
1: pray a prayer over everyone that's here today and those who are watching. Heavenly Father, we pray for that fresh anointing to flow in our lives today. Lord, let us soak in your word. Let us hear what you've spoken to us in your word. Lord, rub us fresh with your anointing today. Lord, we pray for those who need a physical healing that comes through the anointing of God. You're able to bring that. We're trusting in you. We're trusting in you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's say this meditation to the Lord right now. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. Get your small groups tonight. Be ready for what God is doing Wednesday. Be back next Sunday. God is good.